Welcome to episode 122. The topic of today's conversation is perfectly imperfect, creating the life led by grace. Today's guest is Tanya Chisman, a single mom of two from Adelaide, Australia. Tanya is a graceful integrity leader, a teacher, coach, and energy healer. She is helping people heal their traumas and learn how to navigate life with grace. Thank you for reviewing, downloading, and subscribing to our podcast. I appreciate each and every one of you. Now be the messenger of hope and share this episode with one of your friends. Enjoy this conversation with Tanya. If you'd like to suggest a future topic for the podcast, please fill out feedback form located in episode notes. Something exciting happened as a result of this podcast on December 9, 2022. Soul Parent Book, Inspirational Wisdom and Guidance on Navigating Life as a Single Parent was born. This is a collection of the most inspiring and powerful stories from wonderful guests over the last 33 months in my podcast, Single Parent Success Stories, stories of accomplishments, challenges, and breakthroughs of single parents as well as experts to help navigate the post-divorce journey. When I started my podcast, my goal was to create a guide to single parents by sharing inspiring stories that remind us there is light at the end of the tunnel. Nothing is lost. It's an opportunity for a rebirth and a reinventing of yourself. It's an opportunity to look at life and become conscious of where you are headed and an invitation to create a life by design. If you like to get a copy of the book, please follow links in the episode notes. All proceeds are going to the Kinship Charity. Welcome to Single Parent Success Stories. I am your host, Irina Shehovtsov, and I am on a mission to empower broken-hearted women to break the chains of the past and move forward boldly into the future. Single Parent Success Stories was created to inspire single parents out there who are struggling to help them realize what is possible. Hello and welcome to Single Parent Success Stories. Today's guest is mom of two from Australia. She is the graceful integrity leader, a teacher, coach and energy healer. It is a pleasure to have you. Welcome, Tanya. Thank you very much, Irina. It's lovely to be here. Thank you. So please share with us your story, who you are. So I'm, well, as you said, I'm a mum of two. Um, I do, I currently have a partner, which is, which is lovely. I've been, um, the, the father of my children I haven't been with for maybe 12 or 13 years. Um, previous to that, um, most of my life I've been a primary school teacher. I've always worked with children um, and I've been in that arena. I started that uh, back in England and, um, yeah, I worked, worked there for a number of years and, and loved that and, uh eventually came back to Australia and had my children who are now 16 and 18 years old and I uh, was teaching here and working with children with lots of trauma and grief background and, and they'd experienced some hardships and so their families and I found myself more drawn to the women or the matriarch in the family, um, the, the female role model and I found myself doing a lot more support 
support in the family sense than I was as a teacher in the school. And I was um, really connected to their stories and um, really interested in helping them heal because I felt if they could uh, find a way to um, honour themselves more and look after their own well-being, then actually that would spin off to the kids I was teaching and it would be of more benefit to the children. Uh, because what I observed is that they were always putting the kids first. They would never put themselves first. And I could see how that was depleting their energy and, you know, just their ability to be. So um, that led me to a path now where um, I'm creating my own uh, clientele. But uh, my business now is uh, working with women and actually men. I've had men approach me as well for uh, coaching and healing um, just to help them get to a place where, you know, they, they feel dissatisfied, they have unresolved grief, they have um, anxiety or depression or whatever it might be. So um, through various modalities that I've learned, that's where I've landed uh, now is, and I love it because I, I enjoy seeing the growth and the change in people for the better and it comes from the inside and when it does that then, they really do start to flourish. So that's where I am. And I am still doing a little bit of teaching as well just because I enjoy it. I'm, I'm in schools two days a week working with little children, um, which is very is very rewarding, very rewarding. So I'm balancing the two and, and parenting. Obviously, I'm still parenting. So, yeah, it's a very full life. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. I love it. Thank you. What are you passionate about? The thing I'm most passionate about and mainly to obviously through my growth, my learning and my growth is for people and women especially to have a deep, deeply connected relationship with themselves. Um, and that that is that is where I've the journey I've been on is to to find the piece that I always thought was missing and I should backtrack because I remember times when I was younger and I would look in the mirror and speak to myself and say, who are, who are you, Tanya? Who are you? Who are you? And then I'd walk along the street and I'd be thinking, who am I? And you know when you, you have those moments where you feel like everything's lined up and it's all good, you're, you're getting along with your parents and you're loving your house or whatever it is, everything's going really well with it. You just feel like there's something missing. And I always felt that. And it wasn't until I started working on who I am, just releasing the need for everything else to be the thing that made me feel whole. And then I started working on that. That's when I really woke up. And that's what I'm passionate about is helping other people do the same. Thank you. Thank you. I think it's beautiful. And yeah, oftentimes we neglect ourselves and what a better way to get there, but to take care of the inner thing that is happening. And um, mm -hmm. I had that, who am I question after my breakup because I lost my identity as a result of a relationship. Uh, I, I was someone else's wife. I was someone else's mom, but who was I? I didn't know anymore. And I had to rediscover <laughs> And I think it's important to know your identity. To it gives clarity to the life you're living and where you're going. Hundred percent. 
sorry. No, no, go ahead. Oh, no, it's just, it's interesting that um, the, ident the question about identity is, you know, if I ask that even to myself now, um, some days it, it depends where the priority is. And when I ask other people the same question, they say, oh, well, I'm, I'm Georgia, I'm a mother, I'm a, an accountant, I'm a daughter, I'm a this, I'm a that. And we all relate it, we all tend to relate it to who we are to other people. Um, and it's that external, I guess it's a bit of that external validation of making us feel whole according to everybody else. So even now if someone says, who are you? I'm like, oh, well, I just am. Like um, I'm me, but then if I say, and then I go, well, I'm Tanya, but I'm not my name. So I, I love that question because I still haven't got to the bottom of it, the identity, but, yeah, it's a big one. I guess it's all about because we create labels. That's how we make meaning of our life. We yeah. need a label for everything. Yeah, hundred, hundred percent. When you were growing up, did, did you have a hero growing up or a role model? Yeah, um, I guess it. I guess it was both both my mum and dad, I can't really immediately think of anyone outside of my family circle who I idolised um, and I really didn't, like, um, I didn't ever really put anyone on a pedestal. So probably dad more when I was younger, now that, now that you're making me think about it. Um, he, he was... Uh, well, both of them were very healthy and fit and into nature and growing their own veggies and um, activity. And I'm the oldest of four children and we were, you know, always doing things. We were always out. Um, but Dad dad was a uh, university lecturer and he's an architect and he was a rowing coach. And um, I could see the passion he had for those things. And he was always, he's a leader. Um and I actually followed in his footsteps as far as the rowing um, as a sport, I followed him and I did that. And then I became a rowing coach and it was all really inspired by seeing the joy he got out of it. And also the, I guess he gained a lot of respect because he was really good at it, really good at connecting with people. So yeah, my dad. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. What was the uh, quality that you admired about your dad? Number one that comes to mind is generosity. He's and he's um, a generous man with his time. As in, he would offer, he would ring and and say, "Is there anything I can do to help you?" And so it was never about um, physical gifts or you know things. It was always that generous with his time. I think those are the best kinds. You you can't uh, like if it's uh, physical possessions, you can't really take take them with you when when you pass on. But it's those qualities that uh, we learn from one another are the most beneficial. And I think that's why he was so effective as a coach and a lecturer and a teacher is because you you and I both know this is that when we hold space for people and they feel that that they're loved and it's unconditional and we're, we're there to help them we get we get better results we get and I always found that as a teacher as well 
when I just accepted each person for who they were and just loved what they presented or, you know, how they engaged with me, they always uh, responded with good results. It's the best way. Yeah. What makes you happy? Um, oh, so many things make me happy. Here's my top one. Um, standing, I love the beach. Um, I love a sunrise or a sunset looking at the horizon. That makes me very happy. <laughs> but lots of other things make me happy too. Spending time with my family, laughing, yeah. you know. I love sunrises as well. I think it's there's yeah. something magical in being able to see the day being born and being that right there, being present when it happens. You feel like you didn't miss anything. What would you say is your superpower if you had to pick one? Uh, I would say my superpower is, and I've I've discovered recently as I've developed this relationship with myself is and learned to trust myself and my intuition is that um, I, I have a certain knowing about people when I work with them. I have an instinct about um, maybe some of their story or where they're coming from or what it, what it is I feel that they need in that moment. So I would say that's my superpower and, and I guess it's, it's also connected with empathy and compassion. I've always treated every person um, as a unique individual. I don't believe that we are separate. I believe we are all the same on the inside. Um, so I don't, I don't ever distinguish between people for for any for anything really. So yeah, treating people as as I treat myself. I love that. I think intuition is important and oftentimes we don't, uh, we rather trust other people, figures of authority in our life that, than ourselves. We, we feel we need a justification or we don't have enough knowledge or experience to listen to our inner voice and figure out what is working or not. True. And I think the way that our society still is, is that we are also conditioned to question and that's when we don't listen to our intuition because we think we've got all of this conditioning and then we, we don't listen, we don't trust ourselves and then we start questioning and that's when we start going off track because we're not being true to ourselves. Yeah. What is mm. the smallest thing you've done that had had the biggest impact in your life so far? Smallest thing I've done. <clears throat> Well, it started out small, but it's turned into big. Um, I started going to yoga like nine years ago and it was, I've always loved to keep physically fit and well and I went and I didn't like it because <laughs> I got a hot yoga and at the time it was just one more thing that I was doing. Um, but over after six months of pushing myself to keep going, um, I, I ended up loving it and the benefits have been 
it's made that has had the biggest impact on me than anything. The, the physical benefits, of course, but mainly the, the mind-body connection and my ability to, you know, stay stay calm, you know, stay at ease. It's all about flow. Yoga is all about flow and so is life. So, yes, it's had a massive impact on me. In fact, I, my family encouraged me to go, Mama, are you going to yoga today? You, I think you need a yoga class. <laughs> What, what would you say to people who don't do any physical activity? Um, well, we need to move our bodies. We need to move our bodies to move our energy, and it doesn't. I think, I think there is something for everybody, and you know, with physical activity, it doesn't have to be running a marathon or um, climbing up really steep hills. I mean, I've tried. I haven't run a marathon. I I really dislike running. I tried it yesterday. I'm not very good at it. It's, it's, but I just think there is something for everyone. And yoga is fairly gentle, but there are so many things you can do. Um, but, but the main thing about physical activity is that it shifts the energy. It moves energy. And it's just it clears everything out. And especially if we go outside and do it, we need forget the gym. <laughs> Don't go to the gym unless you're in, you know, an icy cold country and, you know, it's, freezing but get out get outside into nature and let the sun shine on you and get active yeah 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 you're so right i i i love that uh, you know because when we're outside we're not just exercising our body we are clearing our mind we get to connect with nature we get to clear everything yeah. up and it instantly feels better even like when i feel sick or when i feel not good i, I go outside and it's nice chill air immediately <laughs> Feel yeah. fresh. So it's so true. It, and it's almost like even if there's a breeze, it's almost like it blows things out of you. Yeah. And even better, you take your shoes off. Take your shoes off and ground in the air. That's yeah, that's massive as well. Yeah. Makes a big difference. What is your go-to self-care practice? What is my goal? No, your go-to self-care practice how do you so take care of yourself your number one thing. Oh, have, what can oh, you not live without meditation okay yeah 100% meditation um oh I mean I could talk for hours about meditation but the one thing is to quiet the mind and just be the observer of the thoughts and I, the only reason I meditate the one or sorry the main reason I've meditated is to be in the practice of observing my thoughts. So I can catch myself when I'm on a, you know, we get on that little trail of negativity and it builds from a small thing to a big thing. My, I've been very keen to learn how to halt that, how to stop that from happening. So my number one, number one is meditation. Five minutes a day or an hour and a half, it doesn't matter. The time doesn't matter. It's just the practice. Yeah. Yeah, you're so right. We need to take care, not about just body, but our mind as well. And meditation is a great tool to have mm -hmm. practice, not for others, but for yourself. 100%. What is your mission? My mission is to bring more joy into people's lives, is to show people how to consistently live joyously, not pretend, not to have the glossy exterior and 
say I'm okay and everything's fine and I'm happy and yes maybe momentarily they are or maybe a, an experience makes them happy but my but real joy coming from the inside out is my mission I think I just lost your um I couldn't hear that oh, no. oh I can now sorry it went the microphone went <laughs> What do you think is the most important trait to instill in a child? In a child? Yeah. Self-worth. So that they don't have to go looking for that somewhere else. Yes, thank you. Yeah, I think it's the most important like they, the stuff they teach in school, I think self-force is missing. There is all the grammar and the math and, and history and all that. And then uh, after you yeah. leave school, if you don't have that important component. Thing is yeah, definitely. And there there are ways to incorporate that in all of, all of the curriculum. But... That's not something that can be trained in teachers' college. I think um, educators need to have, an, again, a connection to their own intuition and an instinct too. So when we when we compliment a child on something, we've, it's just about the wording, right? It's it's got to be um, it's got to be more about giving them a sense of self rather than the thing that they've just showed you. Um, so that they know that they can achieve that effort they put into that, they can put into anything. It doesn't matter what the task is. It just matters how they do it. So, yeah, there's a lot of room for wellness education. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. What kind of... Uh, you, you mentioned that, uh, I call it, because your spouse was traveling a lot, you mostly worked like a single parent, even though you were together. What kind of challenges did you face during that time? Well, that so that is the current one. So that um, he's he's the person I've been. No, he's not the father of my children, but he's um, uh, yeah. We've been in a relationship for more than ten years, um, and yes, he's worked away. So I I had left my ex husband when my kids were really little. Um, and I did a lot of, I did about two years of navigating life on my own with them, but I was pretty determined to do that. I had, um, I found a fire in my belly that I hadn't seen before. Like I felt like this massive determination and, you know, I guess that instinct that all, I'm not going to speak for fathers because I'm not a man, but that I know that mothers have is that when you need to be the lioness, when you need to be the protector and the provider, that even if you hadn't seen it before, it's inside you. And just when you need it to come out, that's what I found. It was just like, whoa, where did that come from? And I'm like, oh, there's all these things I can do that I had never, you know, had never even considered that I could do or should do because we, you know, we go 50-50, we let them do the man things, whatever. Um, I was really proud of myself because I just, I just set my sight on things and said, right, I need to put this in place, this in place, this in place, and no one was going to take me off that path of determination. And that set me up really well because then 
Yeah, so my partner now, he has always worked away. So essentially I have really single parented for most of their lives. Like I've been the dad and the mum, the male, the female, the masculine, the feminine. I've been way too in my masculine because, you know, that's just how we have to be. Um, yeah, so I, I, look, there have been times where I've really resented that and found some parts of it difficult. But then luckily I've been interested in this journey of personal growth. So I've been able to look at it and think, well, how is that developing me? What is it teaching me about myself? And, you know, how is it a benefit to my children that they get me most of the time and they get their dad separately and they, it's just, you know, it's life, like, make the best of it or complain about it. And I'm just not going to be a complainer. <laughs> I just need to find find the way to make it work. Yeah. Good, good, good. What kind of advice would you give to single parents who are just stepping onto that journey? Absolutely. Number one is that there is always someone who will listen there is always someone who will see you and there is always someone who will support you. Even when, even when, and we've all done this, even then we, when we think there's no one, it's normally because we are protecting ourselves and we don't want to share or we feel worried about being judged or implicated or whatever it might be. There is always someone and it might, it just, it might not be in your immediate family or immediate circle, but there is always someone to support you. So true. And we can form circles. If we have no supporting circles, we can form those circles by pursuing a hobbies. Oftentimes we think hobbies are for kids, but I think they are for adults as well, because this is how we discover the hidden parts of ourselves we didn't know we had. And we can discover talents we might have. Absolutely. Absolutely. Do you have a hobby? A hobby? Oh, my goodness. Which one do you want me to tell you about? Your favourite one. <laughs> um, I'm not good at keeping up with my hobbies regularly, but I'm I'm really creative. I like I like making things. I can I can look an example of how to do something once and then I can just I can do it. I don't know how, but it, you know, and usually it's a making thing. It's like um, an art or craft type of thing so recently um in the lead up to christmas i ran a, a workshop for making a christmas wreath to put on the front door with my mum and i thought oh i'm quite good at that too so but it's just it's just because i love that right i love making i love creating things i'm not an artist but it's, yes that's a hobby for sure i think that's amazing creating <laughs> things is incredible I, I love creating things from scratch as well yeah and it's so satisfying like just to see start with a blank canvas or whatever it is and then seeing your end result and you just yeah it's really oh makes you feel good yeah mm. yes how do you help people being that you are teaching them how to be leaders and how to live with integrity so living with integrity is 
It's firstly about helping people get into touch with themselves and have a self-relationship, and that starts with extreme self-care. So looking like some of the questions you asked them to start with, how do, you, how do they look after themselves? What are they, what are they really doing to ensure that their well-being is the best it can be every day? So one of the first things is um, we all have habits that we've instilled in our lives. And we have habits that we might call good habits and habits we might call not so good habits or bad habits. Um, so it's it starts off by looking at what are the daily things, um, what are the daily things my clients are doing that are for the benefit of their well-being. So it could be diet, it could be the activity or exercise, it could be what are they doing for um uh, their mind, body, soul connection, so meditation or what we said before, getting out in nature. So, you know, like I say to my kids, everything you do for you is for you, whether it's detrimental or whether it's a benefit. And so it's just starting to look at what are the beneficial things and what are the things that you enjoy and love and making that become an incremental thing that builds up to um helping a person you know find the path that they truly want to be on not the one that they've just found themselves on because of circumstances in life yeah I think I answered the question I feel like I might have gone off track a bit there <laughs> thank you it's beautiful oftentimes we, we just go with the flow or we determine a life based on what our parents uh, wanted for us or what was more uh, profitable as a choice of career as opposed to listening and covering mm. our own path and figuring out yeah. uh, what's the right way for us because we're all different and we have our own unique talents and gifts and and we choose something for the benefit of others we forget about ourselves and then we become living a miserable life <laughs> always wanting for something different and not feeling fulfilled and, and that also exactly and also comes from wanting to please, just wanting to please other people by doing the things that we feel like we're expected and then that's not true gratification because true gratification comes from doing the things, like I was saying about my craft stuff. Other people might not like what I produce. I don't really care. I'm doing it to make me feel good, right? Like I'm not trying to sell the stuff. So yeah, it's about it's about internal feeling internally grateful. Yeah. Not having to grasp for that. Yeah. Is there anything I haven't asked that you would like to share? Wow. One of the one of my big lessons is um that we're always learning and it it doesn't really matter um I mean, everything matters, but we don't just do a course, a one-day course or a 10-year degree and say, right, I've, I've done it, I've got life sorted. And I think one of my biggest learnings, and this is the other thing I'm, I'm doing to help people navigate through the daily stuff, which is life, is that there are no mistakes. Like we, we shouldn't beat ourselves up because even though we've, we've got the college degree or whatever it might be, a new lesson is going to come every single day and it's about not being so surprised when that happens 
accepting it and just seeing seeing the uh, well, there's a nugget of gold in each one of those, right? And just seeing because I I still have that. I have certainly haven't got it all worked out. And my kids show me. <laughs> they show me every day the next thing I need to learn. And it's usually an adjustment that I need to make on myself because we, you know, we can't control anyone else. So we, we, it's about that. It's just constant adjustments of ourselves to just keep, you know, going along. That's it. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I think it is important. I, and I do agree that we are on continuous learning evolution just like the layers of the onion as long as we learn something there's a new layer that we can learn yeah. it never yeah. really ends we don't know everything and we learn we progress little by little bit by bit and everything yeah. is a mirror in our experience and you're so right about children being the the teachers of the Oh yeah, are they they gold? They some you know the comments that I, I I think my kids were lucky that I had such a long career in teaching before I had children because I find it hard to get offended by something a, a child says, and even even that even as they got older, I would you know I would laugh on the inside because I'd think oh that is just so funny, um, but it's really made me, they've really made me stop at times and really check my own behaviour. Like really, um, you know, the way we, as you said before, the way we were brought up was, it wasn't so long ago that children were to be seen and not heard. And it is, it's not okay. It's, that's, that's just not okay. We do need to listen to them. We do need to acknowledge what they've got to say and let them express their feelings. Like it's, you know, it, it's so important and that's why that's why there are so many adults for me to work with because we've all experienced that as kids. I oh, know, no, you can't you can't feel sad, don't cry, or if they're crying, no, you're okay, no, that you're okay, stop. But instead of being curious and asking and letting them just let it go, so then they're not carrying it, you know. And that and that's what I've seen my kids do. Where they just say it and I just go, okay, fine, I'm you know. I get it. I get it. I felt that too. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I I do that too. Like I don't get offended. I kind of let it go. Yeah. I mean, there are two options, right? Well, there are three. You just, you let it go or you look at the lesson in it and learn from it or you can have the argument. You can have the argument on the fight and that, like, I mean, I've done that and it doesn't benefit anyone. It's just, you know, no one feels good when that happens. And it doesn't need to be that way. Yeah. yeah. If people would like to contact you or learn more about you, where would they go? Well, the best place at the moment is Facebook for me um, and Facebook Messenger. Uh, I have an Instagram account as well. So um, it's Tanya Cheeseman Holistic Coach on Instagram and then it's just Tanya Cheeseman on um, Facebook. So that that's it for now. Yeah, I've, I'm building a website, um, but that's not quite there yet. So, yeah. Awesome. I'm going to share all the links and episode notes so people can connect directly. Thank you Thank so you. much for coming and sharing your wisdom, your story and your lessons. Any final words? Um, 
just thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. And um, it's always lovely to, you know, be interviewed by someone because, I again, I learn something more about me each time. So, um, yeah, I really appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you. And I appreciate you being here. <laughs> thank you, Alina. If you like this episode, please share with somebody who would benefit. You can leave comments, topic suggestions, and add your reviews on Apple Podcasts. It also helps greatly when you download the episode. If you feel lost, emotionally hurt after divorce and want to rediscover who you are, you don't have to do it alone. Join our community on Facebook, Limitless Women, Self-Love, Mindset, and Support for Relationships, where we hold trainings and various events to help you thrive and become happy again. Because life after divorce is possible and can even be great. If no one told you today, I want you to know that I love you and believe in you, because you are limitless.